Hi, I'm Jeremy, and welcome to the Florida Man Show. Uh, we're going to talk about a couple of things today. Uh, one of them is the Florida insurance market. Uh, so we've got a few things to go over with the special session and what happened and, and so forth. Uh, so stick around, and you're going to find out just who actually has been behind some of the law changes in Florida and is what they're telling you about the Florida insurance market actually true and what do they have to hide. So stick around, we're going to get into that today, but first a word from our sponsor, Coastline Claims. Today's sponsor is Coastline Claims. Coastline Claims is a local public insurance adjuster where our mission statement is to provide our clients with an honest and fair assessment of their claim to diligently work with our clients to effect the best settlement we can in the shortest amount of time possible. If you think you may have a claim as a result of any recent storms, or maybe you have some mold or mildew on your walls, then give Coastline Claims a call. They may be able to help you. Coastline Claims is a member in good standing with Florida Association of Public Insurance Adjusters, or FAPIA for short. Uh, call Coastline Claims today for a free consultation. And on to our podcast. The Florida insurance market has been a hot topic of discussion for the last few years. Why? It depends on who you ask. Uh, if you ask the insurance providers in the state, they're going to tell you that it's the result of excess litigation and fraud on the part of attorneys, public adjusters, and roofers specifically. If you ask the other side, which is the public adjusters, attorneys, and the roofers, they will tell you it's due to the insurance providers underpaying claims and acting ba badly. However, what is the real story behind the special session and sweeping changes to the insurance regulations in the state? So I want to talk a little bit about what they actually done in this uh, special session before we get into the, the meat of what actually um, caused it. They stripped away uh, contractors' rights to AOB which uh, all that really is is, is assignment of benefits for the policy proceeds relating to, uh, to the trade that they're working on. Uh, there are some things about AOB that were misconstrued during this, but it's a contractor prote protection, basically. Um, also, they got rid of the one-way fee statutes. So the one-way fee statutes, they're there to protect the consumer because let's say you have a $10,000 claim and an attorney won't, is going to take a percentage of that. Well, it's not going to be worth it to the attorney to take the claim and it's not going to be worth it to the insured to hire an attorney because they're going to be taking such a significant portion. It effectively limits their access to the courts and because it effectively limits their access to the courts, now they have to have an exceptionally large claim in order to get anybody to help them, which is which is unfair to the policyholder. Uh, and it also makes it difficult for public adjusters to get involved because, you know, if a public adjuster gets involved, now you're the public adjuster's fees, you're the attorney's fees, you could be 55% on your, on your uh, you know, litigation fees, and that's not even counting if we have to go after an, uh, an engineer or hire loss consultants or anything like that. So you can see why this is a real issue. Um, 
Also, they put in a mandatory arbitration clause, which basically means they, they can tell, like, if you go to sue, they can say, yeah, we, we're, we're not in agreement with lawsuit arbitration needs to happen. And the arbitration is, is uh, final and binding. Uh, so you can see how that limits your access to the courts under the policy as well. And, and there were a multitude of other things that, that happened. Uh, they also limited the time that you have to file a claim. So, you know, used to used to be five years to file suit, three years to file a claim. Then they reduced it to two years to file a claim, three years to file suit. Now it's down to you have one year to file a claim and you only have six months after that to file for your supplement. So let's say you file a claim at, you know, 10 months in a hurricane. You can't get a contractor for a year and a half. Now you can't even file for your supplement. It's done. And you have no right. You have no rights under policy to sue. So you can kind of see how some of that uh, some of that will negatively affect you. Uh, there was also a lot of discussion in the special session about uh, whether or not this was actually going to cause the insurance premiums to drop. And from what I understand, and from what some of the testimony was during the special session from the insurance company's own experts, they weren't even sure that these actions that they're doing. Uh, with getting rid of the one-way fee statutes, with reducing access to public adjusters, and, and so forth, uh, they're not even sure that that is actually going to cause insurance rates to drop because of the inflation in the market. So in case you didn't really understand uh, what was happening at this special session, that's the actual meat and the crux of it and what the majority of the, of the conversation was about. Now, on to... Um, why it happened. Let's start by discussing what insurance actually is. The insurance providers will tell you it's for catastrophic losses to your property only and should not be used for smaller losses. However, this is why you have a deductible. Once it's met, you're no longer responsible for the excess amounts. So using this logic, we can define insurance as the shifting of financial burden in excess of a certain amount for sudden loss to your property to a third party, okay? This third party essentially bets on whether or not you're gonna have a loss at your property. It sounds like gambling, right? Of course it is. These insurance companies then do a risk assessment on your home and they present your policy that they wrote to this third party, who essentially bets again on whether or not you're going to have a loss. This is called the reinsurer. Remember this, it's important for later, okay? Now, let's discuss this special session specifically that's happening now. Over the last three to five years, we have seen a dramatic rise in the cost of insurance in the state. There are a multitude of reasons why. Primarily, it's because the insurance provider's decision to force policyholders to sue in order to get the rights under the policy. This was a strategic move on the part of the insurance providers. It helped jack up litigation numbers to support their lobby positions in the legislature. They use this as their battle flag to reduce your coverage and strip away your rights under the policy. 
Now, secondly, they have bolstered their, these managed repair programs and they've used them to minimize their exposure. They hire substandard contractors and they force them to work by their estimates, right? Which doesn't meet any industry standards in most cases. Forcing these contractors to bill the policyholders for the additional funds or perform substandard work and risk litigation against the contractor. When you try to hire your own contractor, they force you to use theirs who will only do covered work. And see how the deck is getting stacked against you? We haven't even got to the meat of the issue yet. Now, these are only two small issues that have caused this problem that requires a special session to deal with. However, the real reason for the sudden inflation of the insurance premiums is inflation. Now, during COVID, we saw the housing market double and in some cases almost triple. Now, I'm gonna discuss the Jacksonville market since that's where I live. And in Jacksonville specifically, homes that were selling for 85,000 three or four years ago are now selling for two to 300,000. The market saw incredible inflation literally overnight. It went from reasonable to ridiculous incredibly fast. Uh, the house that could have been insured for $600 three years ago can no longer be insured for that amount. The cost to build it has doubled or tripled over the last few years. This inflation with no real gain in household income due to mismanagement of COVID by our current administration has caused this crisis more than any of the reasons given during the special session. The question I have is, why hasn't this been a topic of discussion during this special session? Why is every time somebody's brought it up, they are silenced almost immediately or dismissed entirely? I believe it's for a couple of reasons. So one of the uh, main reasons is campaign donations. Several of your biggest donations to Republican candidates were from insurance carriers acting through uh, other smaller PACs. Um, one of them was American Integrity MGA LLC, also known as American Integrity Insurance Company has donated over $689,000 to Republican super PACs. Many of these PACs have donated money to Ron DeSantis, Jimmy Patronas, and many other Republicans who have now voted on your insurance policy rights. Does this sound like you're being represented fairly? I'd say no. Uh, you've also got uh, Heritage MGA LLC, also known as Heritage Insurance, donated 498000 to various Republican super PACs. Heritage Insurance Holdings Incorporated donated over 730500 to various Republican super PACs and specifically 100000 to Ron DeSantis. People's Trust and Rapid Response both of which are owned by the same person, 
each donated 50000 to multiple Republican candidates through People's Trust PAC. Security First Insurance Holdings, LLC, donated over 40500 to Florida Republicans. And the list goes on. There, there's a bunch of them, right? Uh, the second reason, I believe, is that homeowners with destroyed properties opens up opportunity for real estate developers to buy distressed property and underinsured property for potential development. And as a matter of fact, it's happening as we speak in South Florida right now. These developers are coming in and buying up distressed and underinsured and damaged properties at a discount rate in order to sell them or rebuild and sell them. It's in the best interest of these companies to ally with our leadership to cause as much financial distress as possible and hardship on the common man. And that allows them to open up these markets for development. If they can't rebuild, they have to sell. Uh, one of the other reasons is mismanagement of policy premiums. I stated this in our first episode. The insolvency reports show this in droves. The insurance providers in Florida mismanaged and misappropriated funds that should have been used to pay claims. So now they want you and I to bear the burden of their bad actions and bail them out with a $2 billion, billion, $2 billion recovery plan. Remember the reinsurer I discussed earlier in this episode? Yeah, that's now us, the citizens of Florida, the people that they were supposed to be helping in this Florida special session now just became the biggest reinsurer in the state. What the hell? So as always, don't take my word for any of this. I could be lying to you just like the greedy assholes in Tallahassee are right now. However, I'm going to tell you to check up on my facts. Go to transparencyusa.org forward slash Florida and just search some of the names that are on this list and do a little digging yourself. You'll find exactly what I have. It's right there in black and white, okay? These carriers are smart. They use multiple packs and donate to one and then pay out to another and then donate from that one to another one to another one, and they keep adding layers. And that's because they don't want you to know how much they are influencing laws and regulations that affect you and your policy coverages. Now, I want to leave you with this quote from Patiba Patil. Corruption is the enemy of development and of good governance. It must be got rid of. Both the government and the people at large must come together to achieve this national objective." End quote. 
this quote is far too relevant for this calamity that's happening in Florida right now. The people can't develop and govern in, product, in a productive way due to the greed and the corruption that is so prevalent in our political system. Our legislators need to reach out to the people and work with us to rid ourselves of corrupt, greedy, and ignorant politicians who sell their constituents out for a few pieces of silver and a little recognition. Let us rise up from our laziness and our ignorance and demand better from our legislators. We should stand firm and ever resolute in our intolerance of corruption and greed, especially from our politicians. It's okay to demand that our politicians serve us with integrity, decency, and transparency. Call your legislator today and tell them you're not going to tolerate greed and corruption anymore from them, that you're going to hold them to the highest standard of political excellence, which is what we should be doing. As citizens, it's our responsibility when we see these politicians who are not doing their job, it's our job as citizens to get them out and get somebody in there that, that will do us right. So to keep in spirit with uh, naming the, the podcast uh, The Florida Man, I want to bring you a Florida Man story. Uh, this comes out of Lake County, Florida, and uh, we've referenced it off of Newt's Channel 8's website, and that's WFLA.com. Uh, but the story is, and I'm, I just want to read you the headline first. Florida man arrested, allegedly struck wife with Christmas tree after asked to help make dinner. Do I need to go on? <laughs> um, so apparently what happened is uh, Mr. Atchison, uh, who's 52 and basically is a skinny, gaunt-faced guy with a big, long beard and this wild mane of hair, uh, was at, got into a domestic dispute with his wife at his residence in Fruitland Park, Florida. Uh, she asked him help him make help make dinner. He got mad. She put a spoon in the sink. He splat, got splashed with water. Uh, apparently, he wasn't okay with being a little wet, um, and it made him lose his temper. So, because he had been drinking, he decided that it was best for her to leave, even though he had decided to leave. Uh, because he was intoxicated, he decided not to go, asked her to leave. As she was leaving, he reportedly shoved her and then picked up a Christmas tree and threw it at her, hitting her in the process. Uh, then it goes on to say that he blocked the front door, prevented her from leaving, and the cops came and arrested him. And he's now being held on an $8,000 bond, and he was booked into Lake County Jail. Uh Apparently, he doesn't understand what the Christmas spirit is all about. Um, either that or he took a much more aggressive way of spreading Christmas cheer than uh, than, than is normally socially acceptable. Uh, I just thought that funny, uh, that story was relatively funny. And, uh, you know, it is, it is pretty interesting. A little short read if you want to read it. 
Uh, it's WFLA.com forward slash news forward slash Florida man arrested allegedly struck wife with Christmas tree after asked to help make dinner. And you can check the story out online there. And uh, that concludes our podcast for today. I do hope that this information that we put out for you is helpful. And, uh, you know, I I hope you enjoyed the episode, uh, even though it was a little more on the serious side. Uh, The next episode that I'm going to drop, which is going to be in a couple of days, will be the the cigar-centric episode where we're going to talk about a couple of different um, releases that have come out over the last couple of months, where to find them, how to get a hold of them, what their profiles are, and some of the things that you can, uh, some of the strategies to use to pair cigars and things of that nature. Uh, We are courting a couple of different uh, industry experts, uh, aside from people that I know to come and do an interview with us to talk more about this for special session. So if you are interested in that, please uh, like and subscribe. You can find our podcast on all the major platforms. And, you know, we appreciate you listening as always. And have a good day and we'll see you next time.